Welcome into the Bear Den. I'm Matt Workman, joined as always by Joe Goodfellow. Joe, how's everything going today? So this is take two at take recording two. this podcast. Yeah, we're going to try again now. Um, I'm doing all right. It's Friday. It's late Friday night. Um, yes. From a, 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 what I would consider a very exhausting week for, for my family. Um, so baby was home all week. He he was fine, but he just had a, he had something that he couldn't go to daycare with. Um, so yeah, I got to play daddy daycare this week. So it was a it was a pretty tiring week. What about you, Matt? How how has how have the days uh, been going up to this Friday evening for you? Are you excited about the weekend, um, or do you miss whatever whatever happened to you last week? No. Um, so my oldest daughter has strep throat. Fun. So she's been excellent. Home. Then my wife had a little like twenty four hour stomach virus yesterday, so she was down for the count. Ah, even better. Excellent. And then on top of that, like the the eighth grader is like picking classes for high school so that I'm kind of having like mini panic attacks about this child. Bro, you're old going into high school. You're old. So you're the, like, yeah, you're the dad of a high schooler. She's she's to the point now. Like so she's she's starting to have conversations about different like vehicles like oh i like uh this car that car or things like that and i'm she's, like she's still got two years she's I still know. got two I mean, she'll be 14 in april so for oh she know, you got more she's than a 14 year old she's a 14 year old yeah so she'll be yeah, you're fine you're fine she can like whatever she wants right now but yeah you got you got time on that but yeah you're yeah. You're, you're old bro you're, you're you got a kid that is about to be in high school you're old yeah like she had to, this week they had to pick their classes and so she picked all of her classes and it's just uh pretty soon she's gonna start talking about where she wants to go to college. Oh, she already does that. She has a, a list of five. Oh, what's what's the list? So we have LSU. That's her that's her number one. And then she has Baylor, of course, is number two for her. Um then it kind of just rounds out with like major like Texas uh state schools. So it's like Texas, Texas AM, and then out of nowhere, Colorado. Oh, dude! Of course, Colorado. Yeah, of course, Colorado. Beautiful. That's what I say too. Yeah. Who doesn't want to live in Boulder? Well, her cousin also. Her cousin, her second cousin, on my wife's side, he goes to Colorado, and his dad's like a like Aggie went to Texas A and M, core cadets and all that stuff. But he, when he gets that, and he got into A and M, decided I want to go to Boulder. So. I can't blame anybody for going to either Colorado or Colorado state. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's her list. Who knows if it'll change again. She is 13 years old. So yeah, absolutely. Cause she, yeah. When she starts thinking about what she wants her major to be, which is going to be very soon. Cause you're an old man. Oh, she already told children me she are said getting older. she, she wants to be a, a, a fa- marriage and family uh, therapist. Mm. So that sounds terrible. That's what she wants to be <laughs> a psychologist of some sort. So, well, we need people that can do that. More, more power to her. Yeah, I don't know where. I mean, she's yeah. probably from. Probably needs it from being raised in my household. So <laughs> we need a therapist in the family for sure. I would think. Oh, her her sister is going to hate her if she becomes a therapist. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's where we're at. All right. Well, fun. The Goodman and Workman households. It was a. Uh, it was an exhausting week, and I welcome the weekend being here. That's, uh, you know, while we're recording right now, it is a Friday night at, at 9 p.m. on a Friday night. So we made for, it for a schedule we made it to the weekend. normally scheduled about midweek, but this is where we ended up. Yeah. You know, we got it in. It's not Saturday yet. No, not yet. Close, but not yet. Everybody can listen to us while they're while they're running their errands over the weekend. Yeah, it's a perfect primer before the uh, big game, the basketball game tomorrow or today, if you're listening to it on Saturday. Um, Joe, could you kindly tell me um, where is Baylor men's basketball in the standings right now? Uh, they are currently in first place in the Big 12. And before we hit recording, I mean, I'll have to, I said, I cannot believe this team is, is tied for first place right now. After, after the 0-3 start in conference play, 
even though you lost to TCU by one point, Kansas State by two points, both on kind of really heartbreaking shots at the end of the game. Um, even though like it was that like that zero and three start, you just felt like okay, can, well, how you can get out of this? Yeah, it wasn't even how you get out of this. Like you, it just it just felt like okay, maybe this team isn't the sum of all of its parts. And you and oh. I talked a lot about like give it time, it, it'll get yeah. there, but. The doubt was always there in the back, I think, of my head, I think in everybody's head. I'm just like, well, maybe maybe this just isn't the right group together. Yeah. And they've they've really figured it out. And adding Jonathan Chamachachua into the mix now, too. Like another thing we didn't know when that 0 3 start, we didn't even know if he would ever would play this year. Right. I didn't think he would at all. I was to the point where when there was rumors about him coming coming back, I was one of the people that was like, Well, maybe we just like keep his year of eligibility. Like, yeah, because I mean, in my mind, it was like, well, that like we were talking about him coming back. My mind, it was like, we'll like by the tournament, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe by, the, by tournament. the tournament he'll be back. I didn't. He came back so much sooner than I thought. Um, and it was, was like, only like one or two games after he warmed up. And I remember when they were like, oh yeah, he went out and he he did shoot around and he warmed up with the team. He was in the layup line and stuff. It's like, okay, cool. That's like the first step. You know, like I thought it was like a the doctors kind of approved him to to move that way. So he gets to dress and go out there. I wasn't thinking that was like, OK, this is this is, um, you know, right on the doorstep of him being fully back because it feels like he is. He's yeah. his minutes aren't there yet. We have like uh, 24 minutes, I think, last game. Right. He's not he's not ready yeah. to pay, play 30 to 35 yet. But man, his energy is there and I feel like his game has improved. He is he he's getting right back into it, into the physicality of what Big 12 basketball yeah. is. Um, and, you know, I it, shame on anybody, including myself, who thought that he might have an issue coming back with the physical side of things, because when he first got into this program, he couldn't do anything else except for that. Like that's yeah. that's his instinct is to be that physical, energetic motor kind of player. And he was never going to lose that from a knee injury. So it's just it's so awesome having him back. Yeah, and how his game has evolved. You know, we've all seen like the the three points, but this last game um, against West Virginia, I noticed he had he has a sweet like turnaround like jumper that was just beautiful. Yeah, he's got. I think it's just overall that he has what appears to be a jump shot now, where yeah. he you know when he kind of projected to be like oh he's a dunker you know like kind of a Quincy AC type um offensively but he's definitely developed a good touch with the ball um, that probably bodes well for him and his prospects of playing at the next level so Absolutely. Uh, you know he's he's kind of changed the defensive mindset of this team i think they're a little bit more aggressive and the coaching staff has changed the defensive pieces uh we're seeing a lot more zone kind of coming back with this team uh which i don't i don't mind i think we struggled guarding one-on-one and we definitely weren't to the level we were in 21 or even 22 where we just felt like we could lock people down one-on-one we could switch one through four even one through five and bringing this zone back i think really works better to the strengths of this defense uh because they're quick but they you know they can be a bit too aggressive and, and over pursue at times and allow guys to get past them and in that zone you always have help so i think I think that's been a huge catalyst for it. And having everyday John back is, is the biggest catalyst for the success that we've seen lately. Um, but Matt, they've got their biggest test of the year tomorrow at three yes. o'clock. Yeah. So they're coming in hot. They've won like 10 of the last 11, like you said, tied for first place, uh, top of the big 12, but they have a, a big road challenge. And it's like college game day. He's going to be there on the road in Kansas playing the Jayhawks. And now on paper to me, it's like this, in, in my mind, it's like this is a game Baylor can totally win. And it's just that playing in that arena, in that atmosphere is going to be a challenge. Yeah, I I don't have my hopes up for this game. It's it's in the fog. It's yeah. I'm I'm not being negative against Baylor. I I 
I legitimately think that when all is said and done, it's, I think it's pretty likely that Baylor may end up winning this conference um, or at least splitting it with Kansas. Um, but I have so much respect for Allen Fieldhouse and just what it is. And like, I hate, I hate the ref stuff because it, it, it exists, right? They get their, they get the calls in that place. Um, when I say respect, it's kind of separate for that. Like I, I respect for the fan bases and the, the fervor that exists and the loudness of that, of that arena, uh, of the history that it has there and kind of the ghosts that live there. Um, and we've only won there once under Scott Drew. I don't think we ever won there without Scott Drew either, but we've only won there once. Um, and I just, I don't have high hopes in this game. It was really close when we played in Waco. I, I do think Baylor is a better basketball team than Kansas. And yeah. I actually think Baylor is a better basketball team today than when they beat Kansas and Waco. And I don't know if Kansas is any better. Um, so this is a game. You're right. Baylor absolutely can win, but there's a reason that Kansas is a five point favorite in this one. Um, so, the, you know, they're laying five points in this game and they've also won four of their last five, just like we have uh, their yeah. only loss on the road in Hilton Coliseum where they got, they got run out of the gym um, by Iowa state, but then Texas came to, came to town. They beat, they beat Texas pretty handily. Um, and then they beat the absolute snot out in Oklahoma in Norman. And then they, they whooped Oklahoma state in Stillwater as well. So this, this Kansas team, you know, I just said, I don't know if they're any better than, than the team that they were. They're at least, they're at least beating teams at a level that they weren't before. I still yeah. think that they're a two-headed monster with Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick. And I think if you can shut one of those two guys down, which is asking a lot, uh, you have a really, really good shot at beating them. But at the end of the day, Allen Fieldhouse is going to be a little bit too much for for this team to overcome. And I think I think Baylor drops this one. Yeah, I was looking at the, uh, the Ken Palm ratings. So Baylor is number 10 Ken Palm. Kansas is number seven, but Baylor has the number one offense. offense. And the uh, Jayhawks have the number 19 ranked offense. The, but the thing is, Baylor has like the 78th ranked defense, whereas Kansas has the 14th ranked defense. Right. And that's so, the big improvement where, you know, I think there has been a philosophical shift in the way that we play defense that yeah. Ken Palm has not caught up to yet. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, earlier we were talking about Jonathan Chamachachua. It's like he he is so much he's so good for the defense. He is. He makes and I he makes the other bigs play better. That's the big thing about him is I think Flo Thamba is a different player defensively when he's on the court. I feel like Jalen Bridges has been even better defensively when Jonathan Chamochach was on the floor. It, I think his his style is contagious, and other guys are like, well, if I mean, he, if he's jumping out of the building, chasing everything down, getting on the floor, getting in guys' faces, grabbing every rebound, tipping every single thing out, then I want to do that too. And I've I've seen that out of both Flo Thamba and and um, and Jalen Bridges since since EJ's come back. Yeah, so I think I, I'm. I don't expect a win. I think Baylor absolutely could win, but like you're talking about, given the ref thing, which it like is a real thing, and at the fog, it's just going to be a a tough hill to get over. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough. If you win the, if they win this game, then. They're they're really in the driver's seat. You know, they've got they've got five games left on the year. They have they've got to go back to back Kansas's, right? Um, so they're at Kansas, number five in the country right now, then at Kansas State, uh, number twelve in the country right now, at Bramledge, the octagon of doom, which Jerome Tang has brought back to life. Uh so you've got both of they've those kind there. of fallen off recently. Like they've kind of come back. They to have, but I, do you want to play there right now? I don't No, I'd prefer to play at home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I would much rather play the way they're playing, like flip, flip those games. Like, okay. It's, yeah. We'll give you the, we lost there earlier in the year. Now you got to come back. Come and there's be something to be said of being 
the the program that Baylor has become. We're almost almost to that same level of Kansas as far as like we when you come to your town, everyone's going to be high. People show you're, up. You're going people are going to show up, and everyone wants to beat you. Yeah, and it just raises the the stakes for the home team. Like they're going to come up to play you at a higher level. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, you got to so, win. You if you got to win one of the next two on the road if you want to win the conference this year. I think yes. you have to win either at Kansas or at Kansas State. If you can pull both of those out, you're a hundred percent in the driver's seat for for the rest of the way because you're in a three way tie with Kansas and Texas right now. You've got Kansas on Saturday. Next Saturday, you get you get Texas. So, you, let's say you lose to Kansas State, but you beat Kansas and Texas, buddy. You're still yeah. you're still right there in the driver's seat to win the Big Twelve. So, um, those are the two big games. Um, so, hoping hoping Baylor wins one or two on the Kansas road trip, and then we gotta secure that win against Texas. Then you close out yeah. the year in Stillwater, and then uh, Iowa State, which I think are both winnable games for this team in the way that they're playing right now. So, I mean, luckily, three Iowa games, State three game is, stretch here. Luckily, Iowa State's kind of same situation as Kansas State, and like they've kind of taken a step back from where they were playing at the beginning of this season or beginning of conference play. But and the good thing about that is you you do get them at home. Yeah, as opposed to Iowa State. State's big problem is they can uh, they can play defense with anybody, but they struggle to score. And they've had games this year where people have figured out their defense a little bit. And when that happens, if you're if they're not playing their super high level defense, and then they also can't score, they're getting beat. So, um, yeah. you know, it kind of depends which Iowa State you grab on that day. But we should also uh, we should on- be able to avenge that loss that we had names. Yeah, and the, the thing about Baylor is if they're if their shots are falling, like I don't know anyone that can beat them. Yeah, honest, honestly. Yeah, their the shots are falling. They're 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 golden now. Um, now there's another another basketball team in Waco that's got five games left on the year. Unfortunately, they are not yeah. um, tied for first place in the Big no. Twelve. So it will be the first time in man what since Texas A and M I want to say that Baylor hasn't won the Big Twelve. No, I think Kansas did they won it right before they went on their run. So like ninety seven, maybe. Hmm. But I think it was Kansas was the last one before Baylor went on the run that they've been on for the last twelve years, is it? Forever. Yeah. So yeah, they're kind of the opposite situation. They're uh six in the standings right now, seven and six. In conference, sixteen and nine overall, and I think I mean I'm gonna echo what a lot of people have said. In I think last year, you had like holdover from previous regime's players that really elevated the play, and this is kind of a rebuilding year. Yeah, this is closer to a year zero yeah. than last year was. Um, well, I, for I've. Sure. I've tried to explain this like there's there's a lot of doom and gloom uh, with this. And, uh, you know, I was on the ODB mailbag this week. There was there was something about it. And a guy was acting like Nikki Collin had been here for for years. And I was like, this is it's the second year. We she hasn't even completed her second season yet. You don't even she could win her last five games and finish 12 and six on the year in second or third place with there's, there's a portion of it. I mean that aren't your recruits. Now they're, they're playing hard for you, but like we, we talked about last year, you know, she coaches and they play a different style of offense than what the team was built for, but they had such talent on that roster last year that they overcome any kind of like growing pains. Yeah. And I can tell you, I get the, I get notifications from the big 12 um, every single week for all the different sports that are going on in the spring. I also get it in the fall. So let's, you know, like, players of the week like we are getting freshmen of the week almost every yeah. week like there is there is a strong future in this team but yeah. i was telling i told somebody on odb on on the mailbag this week like it's only year two this is you've got to give her at least four years to like to instill her philosophy and rebuild and go through like a full roster rotation um use the transfer portal well and just actually build a foundation of what this team is supposed yeah. to be 
before you can sit there and truly judge, like, is this person a good or bad coach? Yeah, but there's, I think she's a good coach personally. I do too. But there is something to be said for, you know, there's that, that old adage, like you don't want to be the, the guy that follows the, the legend. Yeah, it sucks. You've got you to deal with people that have expectations. And you and I talk about expectations all the time. They annoy the hell out of me. Uh, because they're yours (laughs) you control them (laughs) if you have expectations and they're not being met and it comes from something that like you don't that that, like let's be honest it doesn't truly affect your life it's it's a hobby it's sports like adjust your expectations (laughs) you have control um but just to give you like a point we've got we've got uh um like a super awesome 2023 recruit coming in like a 95 grade on espn uh coming in next year so it's She's still doing something right. And this is still one of the premier programs uh, in the country, uh, you know, in, in the sport. So it's not like UConn is is the UConn of old yeah. either right now. So and, but it doesn't there's, help there's some that, flux like, going on here. It doesn't help that LSU has been largely on this run. Like they were undefeated for a large until they ran into South Carolina last week. But haven't been super successful with your former coach. Yeah, we'll see what they do in the tournament. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but again, look at you. Who cares? Who cares? Well, I know I I know a lot of people who who do on yeah. they the, and they're they, they're worried about the wrong things. Yeah, I know. All you got to focus on is coming back to Waco right now and finishing up the sweep against Iowa State because Iowa State was picked to win this conference this year. So if you're not going to win it, at least sweep the people that that the media picked to win it. Yeah, and of the of the top three, I mean, you you've beaten two of them. Yeah, you beat Oklahoma, and you still have another game against Texas to play. You yeah. should, you know, you, you, it was a rough game the first time you played Texas. You could have, but you beat Oklahoma this year already, so. You've eaten Iowa State. Um, did they, no, they lost to Oklahoma. Yeah, they got swept by Oklahoma State this year. So, um, that's yeah, a good I mean, team. Like, coming up, you have, like you were talking about, they have Iowa State coming to Waco. You have TCU, who I expect you should beat. You have Tech, who you've already beaten Tech, in Lubbock. You've already beaten. And then you close out with uh, Texas. Texas and so, West Virginia. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's... About that one game would, in March. Honestly, would not surprise me in the least if they went... If they finish 12 and six, like if they won, if they went out right now, yeah, be a great year, great year, great year. Your expectations are your problem. Don't put them on other people. Speaking of expectations, um, other sports have started. We have, we're not going to be really in depth about this because we're busy people. We don't follow. We honestly, we just, we can't follow every sport as deep as we do football and basketball. And it's not even that. Like, I'll be, I'll be real. I don't care. <laughs> I am not. I am not a big college baseball fan. I'm just not. I'm just not. People tell me I'm crazy. I get it. I get it. I know people out there are passionate about it, but I just, ah, uh, I gotta draw a line somewhere. I when pay you, attention to. I when it comes to college sports, I pretty much pay attention to to football and men's and women's basketball. When that's, when Joe's in England, we're just we're only gonna talk college baseball. That's fine. Yeah. That's that's true. I will be I a month or three weeks from right now. I'll be I'll be in England. So, but baseball did start. Um, and as like I said, speaking of expectations, uh, there aren't high expectations for Baylor baseball, and no, or, or softball for that matter. I think transition I mean, years. New but, baseball coach this year. We can say that much. Uh, but and what I do know about our new baseball coach is. Uh, Every single guy that has been a part of this program from like when I was in school, from like the 2006 to 2011 era when I was there, all the guys that were like baseball fans or were on the team from back then adore the guy that we hired. Um, and he won what back to back national championships at MCC in Waco. Yeah. He used to be a, a he was, Baylor he assistant was, coach. He was, he was on Baylor staff. He loves he loves Baylor. I know that. Yeah he he recruited. Uh, that uh, the whole team that made Mitch those, Thompson this, talking about Mitch Thompson. Yeah, Mitch Thompson, yeah. Um recruited the whole team that made it to what the super regional that lost to Arkansas yeah. in 2012. That That's team that thing. went on that he's, crazy win streak. He's still thought of as like top notch recruiter. Yeah. He recruited Max Muncy here. 
Have you ever heard of him? He's he's pretty good, pretty good baseball player. And you know they did they won their first game tonight. Six did to they? Five Who did play? over Central Michigan. Okay. In extra innings and in ten innings. So. All right. Well, There's hey, that. starting off with a win. That's that's the way to go. Go baseball. That may be the only time you get me to talk about college baseball, baseball. on this podcast. <laughs> I will talk. I will talk your ear off about Major League Baseball. I love Major League Baseball. I just don't like college baseball. And we have softball, and I really don't know anything about softball. And so, good luck to the ladies. I, I just assume got- that it, softball at this point, it's it's just you, you pay attention to Oklahoma and nobody else because they're well, just- seeing Oklahoma's. I think they're they're having like a some kind of Waco or Baylor Invitational and that includes OU, and it's like sold out. <laughs> so, yeah, people the, are coming yeah. to see the like. Probably well, it's probably Oklahoma fans. Well, that's fine. It's there. It's like they're the best team in softball. I think they, they Oklahoma softball may be the best pound for pound team in all of college sports. Yeah, like so, better than Georgia. Like more dominant at their sport than Georgia. Probably so. I think I I, I would so. I would say it's it's got to be. Oklahoma softball is like the they're they didn't they go undefeated last year or something like they had some kind of crazy thing that they did last year when they won their national title. Yeah, something like that. It was crazy. I was I was I don't know. I don't I, was I just distracted. know that, I was that Oklahoma is better. Oklahoma is better at softball than pretty much everybody else is in the world at anything else. So so I, I think I got a message. We both got a message from uh from Peter Pope from like three months ago in on Twitter talking about Andor. So I was distracted by like this, <laughs> this message that came through on Twitter for <laughs> <laughs> Elon is just sending you. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure enough, 40 yes. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. Was it Stellan Skarsgård's sacrifice speech in Andor is so good. Yes. I think we all three talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, reading <laughs> this live on pod. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they also announced getting back to sports. Um, so they we have spring dates for spring football, which I'll be honest with you. I'll probably pay more attention to that than than spring sports and that's just that's the the fault that i have in my i will lie if i lived if i lived in waco i would go i would go to baylor baseball games i'm gonna go i'm I'm thinking i was thinking about going on sunday taking because it's like 1 p.m yeah take the girls take the kids because because it's easy to get tickets and not expensive to go yeah parking's easy it's right there yeah, so there's not a bad seat in that place. I've never had a bad time at a ballpark. No. So, and I used to be like a Rangers fan whenever, or I should say, I shouldn't say whenever they're bad. I can just leave that out. Just like I used to be a Rangers fan. So I've been in like, you know, when your team's not winning in the ballpark and still had a great time. Oh, dude. Some of my favorite times were the, the Astros tank years, man. Yeah, I loved it because you could get like, Super cheap seats and like, well, I'm just gonna move down. Oh, I would. So, we would. I mean, it it got so bad in Houston for a little while with the Astros that it was uh like, I could get club seats for like five bucks. You just yeah. wait, wait for an hour before first pitch, and oh, yeah. buy them. Like, just call a buddy at work and just be like, hey, you want to go? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> but back to spring football, they did announce that it's starting in March. I think March 21st, and then um. The spring game, the I guess green and gold game, is going to be April twenty second, which I think I'm going to attend because they're having the big like they have that, um, like Blake Blackmore has that big like cook off like the Baylor cook off and smoking meats and so it'll be a good time. They make a big event out of it, like other sporting events on campus. They have the spring game that's free to attend and. So I think I'm going to take that in live. Yeah, I might, but it's likely that that will be 
the weekend that we have the part of my, my son's second birthday party, because he will turn two, two days before that. I don't know. Maybe I'll, if we, if we do it on the weekend of the 15th, then I will go. We'll When's his see. birthday? Uh, 420. Oh, I couldn't have planned that better. <laughs> yeah. My son was born lucky, on 420. Lucky kid. Yeah. He's going to have fun in college on his birthday. I'm sure. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. No, we, we went into the hospital on April 19th and I said, and I kind of looked at my wife and I was like, if, I just said, if our son's born on 420 and just kind of like left it at that. And then sure enough, he, yeah, he was born. They wouldn't, I, I kind of don't like the nurses for this, but because they couldn't give us the three minutes, but he was born at 417 on 420. So oh. like he was born at roughly 420 on 420. Oh man, you're so close. He was. Yeah. Three minutes. Yeah, that's see, like my oldest daughter, she's born in April as well, but April 9th. But and like all of my friends, it's weird. It's like all of our my friends, like their children, like their first children are born in April. Like that same week is. So it's a good a good month to have children in April. Hey, spring. I was I'm a March baby. So March, March and April. It's the best, the best babies. December people, the worst. I can, I can attest to that. December people are just the worst. Yeah. Cause sorry, dad. I love you. Uh, and me. Uh, I know. Such, I was saying it for you, but I my know, father was born in December. So. See your dad is a, uh, we're kindred spirits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anything about spring football, like this is just that you are particularly looking forward to other than the big thing, which is a quarterback. Yeah. The big thing, of course, we all know is like, who's going to, what's the quarterback play look like? I want my, the thing I'm uh, most intrigued by is um, there's two things. One a is I want to see if Armani Winfield is taking um, the next step to, yeah. to be like a premier number one receiver. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of the receivers as a whole, because uh, we have some transfers in there as well. Um, and then the second second big thing that I'm looking at is uh, what does the new look offensive line look like? Yeah, and I have full – I mean, I'll be honest with you. I have full faith in Mateos. For sure. And uh, but I'll be intrigued experience. to see who gets starting spots. Like what's, what's the actual – like what is the offensive line going to actually look like? I would probably guarantee you – just right now, one side of the line is going to be the the Barrington brothers, probably almost certainly. Right. I'm just. I want to know if Tate. I want to see if yeah. big big Tate is a starting spot. I don't know if Tate. I don't know if he'll get because I think right now because he's a tackle, right? I believe so. Okay. So I know one of the Barringtons is a tackle. Um, I don't know who the other tackle would be. I'm trying to think, but that's a good thing to watch, like how that coalesces. And you probably won't see it in spring. You know, you'll kind of see as we have every every year. Yeah, you might see, you're you're may see a guy like separate themselves from the pack. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you're not going to get a, a true like, the, you know, you're you're probably you're not going to see that honestly to like week three. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, and then you have like we had the Arkansas transfer for wide receiver you talked about coming in. Presumably, I would think he's going to be a starting receiver. And then I am interested to see, like, Winfield. Like, is he going to be in that mix? Because you have, you know, Josh Cameron coming back, Monterey Baldwin coming back. You have a lot of returning production. I think, isn't Gavin Holmes, didn't he have another year? Did he come back? Uh, I don't know. And you have, like, a like medical redshirt year? I mean, he's had he's had multiple injuries. I would I would assume because he got, he was hurt in twenty one. I feel like I saw him walk on senior day though, and most guys don't Maybe. come back after that. I I can't remember. I don't know, but no, Winfield's really the one. Yeah, he, he regardless, and, you have Jackson a lot of you have a lot of guys coming back, and and so it's interesting to see how that because they I mean underperformed in twenty two so. And and if a big part of that too is I think like Monterey Monterey you know got dinged up a lot right like he was hurt a lot yeah and I don't think he that wasn't helped. the same even when he was playing you could tell like 
he's because like I heard Travis and um the TD pod. I would say go listen to that if you want to really like in deep about like um minutia football. The definitely listen to that podcast if you're like us. I'm sure you listen to. I don't know if you listen to it, but I'm assuming you do. They do a great job about kind of breaking down like personnel groups, formations, things like that, schematic stuff. But they were talking about how those those quick twitch type players like Monterey, like when they're not at full go, it's just it's not it's not the same. Yeah, they're and not the same def- person. And you can definitely tell. And then when he wasn't even just on the field at all, that, that you're taking True. so much speed True. off the field. So yeah. I I really do want to like. I hope Winfield takes that next next step because you've got the possession style receiver that you're getting through the transfer portal. You've got the blazing speed in Monterey. What I'm hoping Winfield is is that balanced guy, that kind of Denzel Mims style dude. That's hey, I'm bigger and taller than everybody else, but I'm also fast and I've got good hands and I can go up there and get fifty fifty balls. And and that's what I really hope to see out of Winfield. And if we can have a three headed monster like that out there on the field you're going to be able to cover up any deficiencies that you have at the quarterback position and 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 you're going to free up um you know the running game because guys are going to have to respect your receivers more everything on the offensive side of the football is just so complimentary to everything else and i really feel like we we ragged on shaping enough but we never really got to the point where we questioned our wide receiving core. And there was so much last year where I was sitting there where from my point of view up in the box, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know who you wanted shaping to throw to. There was nobody open and shaping definitely uh, had deficiencies. Yeah. Yeah. Like shaping was not good. He was, he, he wasn't, he wasn't good. I don't think he was as bad as people gave him grief for. And the reason I don't think he was as bad is because, again, like there were times where I'm like, I don't know. He threw. I don't see anybody that he was supposed to throw the ball to on that play. You know, I said that way too many times last year. So um, hoping that that's why I think the receiving core for me is number one, like no, anything on defense, anything else on offense. I want to see what the receivers look like. And I, I kind of feel that way even more than I feel about Sawyer Robertson versus Shapen for the starting yeah. quarterback job. I would say I, I want to look on the defensive side um, definitely at the secondary to see if there's any kind of improvement or I, I'm expecting to see. So it's going to be a completely new secondary. Like new secondary. But I mean like improvement just like how they play with the, the change in position coach who happens to also be the defensive coordinator change. So how that impacts the defense as a whole and how they look playing generally Defense looks pretty good in in these early practice games, um, but I wanted to see how because they were not good in the back end on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. No, they weren't. And there's and a lot of those guys are gone already. Yeah, many. Uh, yes. So uh, it'll be interesting to see because you're really now getting to like these are all. Dave Aranda recruits, essentially, who are coming. Yeah, and on the transfer side too. Yeah, on the transfer side, absolutely. Um, so you're gonna get it's. There's no more holdovers from from Matt Rule, no more holdovers from anybody. So this is really gonna be the his defense, his players, and to see if he can mold those into the type of defense that we're used to seeing from him at other stops he's had along the way through his career. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are there any other sports? I know you mentioned like baseball. I think when are they uh, reporting yet? Pitchers and catchers, or is that still a ways off? Yeah, pitchers and catchers are starting to report, and and other players are already not. They're not required, but they're already showing up. Like I've 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 already seen plenty of videos of like Jose Abreu, the newest Astros signing, down there, um, working out. Jordan's already down there. I think Michael Brantley's already down there for the Astros. Oh, my boys, my defending World Series champion, Houston Astros. That is. Um, Someday, maybe you Dallas folks will know what that feels like. Um, but yeah, man, I am I am stoked, very very stoked for uh, for for Major League Baseball coming back. It's also um, 
we're only a couple of months away from another one of my favorite sporting events of the year, which I don't watch a ton of golf, but I always watch the Masters. And so now as we get into like March and closer to April, I always get excited about watching the Masters. So, yeah, it's spring is kind of here, man. Football is officially over unless you watch the XFL or USFL, which which I, I, I probably I won't. I will. Oh, you are? Because, okay. Because I'm a sicko. And so I don't know. I just, I'm a football. If it's on, I'll play like this. I'm not going to be like checking the standings and living and dying by it. Like I do like college football or even I pay pretty close attention to the NFL as well. Um, but you'll have it, it on. It'll, in the be, it'll be on. Or something. It'll be on. See, the, the, there's, I am excited about like diving fully back into EPL. Cause it's the second half of the season plus champions league is going on right now too. So like I'll be watching a lot of European football and then also F1 is almost back. So those are the other dude, the F1. Dude, you need to get into it. It's fun. It's really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna put all my chips in like USFL and XFL. That's fine. F1 is the one sport that my wife and I watched together. She was I started watching it and she was like, you but know what? Isn't that because there's like a reality show? So yeah, that's part of it. They do, yeah, there's drive to survive to on like Netflix. the actual event. Yeah, we'll see. So it comes, so they film it during the year. Okay. And then it all comes out at once. So the next, this, like in a few weeks, we're going to get the new season of Drive to Survive. But from last will be, It will be last year. Last year's. Yeah. And so okay. it kind of like, it gets you ready for, it's kind of like the recap of what happened so that you're like ready for the new year. And the really cool thing about the reality show is that it's, it's a, it removes a lot of the barriers to entry into the sport. If you don't know anything about, cars you don't know anything about racing you don't know anything about the history of f1 like the reality show like kind of gets you into understanding like what the rules are and how things work and who the different drivers are who the different teams are um like where what are the rivalries who's good who's bad who's got money who doesn't um the reality show kind of removes a lot of those barriers so when you get into the new season you're kind of ready to go um i actually started watching because Zucat, Dex, and Mr. Jeffries on Twitter um, were all watching and talking about it on Twitter every weekend. And so I was like, it was right after Teddy was born. And again, it's another one of these sports that it's on generally early in the morning. And so I was like, well, I'm up anyway. I'll just, I'll watch this and see what, see what the fuss is all about. And I started watching it and I was like, you know what? This is pretty fun. Um, so I actually watched a season of it and then so I, I watched it before I even got to drive to survive um, and watched that the next year. Um, and then my, after I started watching it for a little while, my wife was like, well, you know what? I, I want to watch something with you. Like I want to get into a sport with you. So we'll watch F1 together. So my wife is a big Ferrari fan. So I am a, I am a McLaren guy. And I also, I also root for Mercedes. And then because my wife likes Ferrari, I root for them too, a little bit. What about NBA? Do you get into that? Or is that kind of like, I'm I I, a I am an unabashed Fairweather Rockets fan, and that's okay. It. Like when the Rockets are good, I'm super into the NBA. When the Rockets, so you watch good, the playoffs, like when they start, are you are you just like if it's not the Rockets, you're out. I will watch the finals. So you're finals, okay? Yeah, I'll just watch the finals. But I, yeah, I will watch the finals every year. Yeah. So as you can tell, like even though football season is over, there's a lot of other sports going on, and really. The action never ends, especially at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, there's Ooh, tons of ways. <laughs> well, thank you. Tons of ways you can bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of this season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk, risk-free bet up to $1,000. So that's right. You make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw all of the major action for like baseball, basketball, golf, MMA, and many other sports. Plus, with same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over unders, and props, your betting options are endless. So, is there something that you particularly, if you were the betting type, would want to watch and kind of put your money on? I, so since we're talking about being sickos, even though I said I'm like not planning on watching it, like give me. The, like the first XFL game, whatever that is, like I would I would just bet on that because the, the 
anybody who thinks they knows what they know what's going to happen in that is is a crazy person and is the yeah. ultimate degenerate and that's that's the best kind of gambler and it's kind of the same way like there's going to be players that we know from you know we're more college football fans yeah so like i could i, th- I they're think gonna be it, players if i know. didn't live in texas i think i would be a pretty solid college basketball and college football gambler yeah i, I think i'd be i think i could break even it's so like least. i would think i was thinking about like mma like that has to be an interesting sport to like wager on i think the dumbest sport to bet on is baseball absolutely because there's just it's it's the it's just like the anybody can beat anybody at any point at any time the, like, and I, also I like the margins baseball. <laughs> the margins i just don't like it yeah yeah, there is. It's when you're so talking slim. games that are like one to nothing, or you know, it's just it's wild. You could throw a one hitter and lose. Like that's like you could make one single mistake, one and mistake, lose one nothing. Like <laughs> it's happened. I love it. It's the best sport. I love it. So, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Joe, now let's get to the what the people come for. And I'm going to ask you the question that I ask you every week. How far are you in The the Last of Us? <laughs> are you still at uh, episode one? Is that as far episode, as you Dude, Harry Potter came out. Yes, I'm still at episode one. <laughs> Bro, you're, it's like the, the, the zeitgeist is all in on The Last of Us, and you're just like chilling. I'm not just chilling, man. I, How do you I live just, on the internet? I just freed a dragon. It. I just freed a dragon from a dragon fighting ring. Spoiler alert. I, I, I just, I successfully, before we started recording, I, this is how crazy this game is. I just bred unicorns. Well, and if you assuming assuming that's a a euphemism for something, but I'm going to like literally. Yeah. I, I, I captured two unicorns and I put them in a breeding pen and then they had a baby unicorn. That sounds gross for some reason. Yeah, it's a lot less gross than it sounds in the game. <laughs> you just hit a button. <laughs> but baby unicorn gold, by the way. Oh, well. You didn't know that. Yeah. No, dude, I have been I have been fully immersed into Hogwarts Legacy during my free time. I would say I'm about I guess about two thirds of the way through the main story, but that's only because I have I've been doing so much other crap. There's so much to do in this oh. game. There it's is. Like, it's one of those games. So is it like, the only thing I can compare it to, like the only game that I've played, is it kind of like like The Witcher, where it's like a super like huge like open world type of Yeah, yeah. It's very quest. much It's very much the same as The Witcher. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's like, it's even got like potions that you can use and like different stuff that works against different enemies. Like, it's very similar to the Witcher, Witcher in that sense. Um, plus, with the way that the stories work and the side quests. Um, so yeah, it's it's very Witcher esque, and it's it is a vast map. It's not just not just the castle Hogwarts. It is there's a lot of area to explore. In fact, today, like I realized, there's a whole section of the map that I haven't even unlocked yet. Um, and you know, there's just so much to explore and to do. Um, there's lots of cool puzzles and I'm having a lot of fun playing it. It is not, it is not like a, a life changing game. Like, I don't think I would put it up there with the, you know, the God of War remake, which I think is one of the best games ever made. I don't put it up there with like Zelda breath of the wild or like halo three or halo one, which I think were like groundbreaking for me. Um, games that I just like adored because of, not just the gameplay, but like the stories and the way that the stories are told in those games. Um, and the one area that's kind of lacking, I think, in the Harry Potter game is the story. Like, it's okay. It's n- I'm not disappointed by it, but it also, it just doesn't blow me away. 
the voice acting is also not like stellar or anything. It's just, it's just, it's all around good. It's just a good video game. That's a lot of fun to play. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, five stars. Oh my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. You know what um, a great video game is? The Last of Us. The Last of Us is a very solid video game. I never played it. I've watched other people play it, but I've never played it. Um, but yeah, well, dude, if, if you at all like Harry Potter, like if you at all like Harry Potter, play this video game. Well, like my daughter said, like she wanted to play the game. And I was like, we have to buy a PlayStation. Five. It's on every it's on every you could buy it on a switch. Yeah, but I want to buy. I want to play the last of us. So I want. Okay, yeah, then go buy go buy a PS Five, man. They're great. I love it. Um, well, just don't tell your wife. The thing is, she'll figure it out. Um, it's a new router, honey. It's really big. We got the uh, Mandalorian dropping like March first. Yeah, I mean, and there's not going to be a delay on that. Are no. uh, are you going to play? Are you going to see Ant Man this weekend? Yeah, I am. We're going tomorrow. Mm, already got your ticket yeah yep. it is so hard for us to find like to to ask anyone to babysit right now because we're about to go to london <laughs> yeah and that's one of the one of the positives of having kids the age my kids are is because then it's like they're going you can either bring them or leave them behind they, they yeah. want to see it too so we're just all going to the movie you know, that, that doesn't always happen to be the case depending on the movie, but for the most part, the things that I watch, they can go to, whether it's Star Wars or right Marvel stuff or any other kind of like, you know, pop culture type of thing. They can generally go to it if they want to. Sometimes they don't want to, and that's fine. But also, um, they're old enough I can just be like, hey, we'll be back in two hours. Don't burn I, um I just hope I get a moment to see my wife this weekend <laughs> because tomorrow – she will be leaving before I even wake up because uh, she uh, because she used to be a swimming coach. She had to drive her team on a bus. Uh, so because of that, she had to get a commercial driver's license. So she is she is uh, she's legally able to drive a bus. So now, every once in a while, when her school um, has like like a little event going on, they might come to her and be like, hey, do you mind driving the bus for us? She'd be like, sure. Um, she get a side gig as like, a, you know, like drug driver. Yeah, she could actually. Very much. She's also like super nervous about getting pulled over because she ever gets pulled over. She loses her CDL um, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know how it works, but um, yeah. anyway, so she is going to get, she gets up super early tomorrow and she is driving. I can't remember exactly what they're doing, but it's like a group of like 15 students that have some kind of competition going on. So she's going to drive them. And then she, the moment she gets home, I'm leaving to go uh, do some volunteer stuff with the uh, the Houston Rodeo at an event that they have before the rodeo starts. So um, hopefully we get to see each other on Sunday. <laughs> Bro. What's going on over there in the Goodman house is what I want to know. Man, we got stuff going on, man. We got stuff we got going s- on. That's for sure. We got, we got stuff. Stuff. And it only gets like busier. Dude, it does. Because March hits, I've got I'm on a rodeo committee, so I I've got rodeo shifts and work, and then I go to London for a week, and then come back, some rodeo shifts and then work. So like April, April be cool, cool month. April be chill. But yeah, it, it's a it's a busy next four weeks in the Goodman House. You want to come to it London with us? Like it. Do I want to? Well, of yeah. course I do. I don't think I can though. Oh, come on. Well, all right. I'll be back in a little bit. I'm going to London with <laughs> Joe and his family or his wife. It's just nine hours. It's just nine hour flight. <laughs> oh yeah. No problem. Easy, easy money. So yeah, you gotta get caught up in the um last of us because when Mandalorian starts, I mean it'd be hard to like double dip. Yeah, the hard part with both Last of Us and Mandalorian, like here's the other part of it. I can't watch them alone. Like it has to like I will get in trouble, right? I I guess so I could your pull wife a... watch the Last of Us. Did she watch yes. like the first episode? She did with me. So So I need to get I, on what I, I what I'm gonna have her. to do, Matt, is what I pulled during like I'm allowed to do this for the Star Wars shows because like Star Wars is special, right? it's star wars isn't anything else so like for both obi-wan and mandalorian i was i told my wife like i have to talk about it on the podcast 
like I'm watching it. So if if you've got stuff going on or you're going out with your friends or you've got, you know, you volunteered for something or you've got a side gig going on, like I'm, I'm still going to watch it because I got I got to be able to talk to Matt about it. So like Star Wars has a special place there. Okay. So I'm not worried about Mandalorian. Yeah, but- Mandalor- Mandalorian will get watched on time. Just like uh, just like I did not miss a single thing with Obi-Wan. The Last of Us, though, might be like as much as I love Mandalorian, like it may be like the best television show like this year. Yeah, I, I get that, but it's still not Star Wars. Like there's it's prestige. I would so. I there's there I would watch bad Star Wars over a lot of good stuff. Not not saying I would watch bad Star so Wars good. over Last of Us, but, but did did your wife watch Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett? Yes, we watched that together. Okay. I had this I was into a podcast about it today, and they're like, you know, because there are some like casuals that like just watch Mandalorian or like got involved in Mandalorian when it, you know, because we never Disney Plus like dropped oh yeah like and, big, and are going to be confused as to what what's going because, on like, like how grogu's back they're already reunited in another series so if you just watched if you didn't watch boba fett like like us degenerate star wars fans that watch like everything you're gonna be like how the i mean that's i always weird. looked at boba fett as being part of this show though true because he's introduced reintroduced yeah like i just looked and at then that, they like, tease it at the, the end of season, season two of, yeah like it was just like you had the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. Now there's one that now it's the book of yeah. Boba Fett. It's man. Like I've, I look at this as all the same TV show and that's how it works in my brain. Like there was no yeah. way I wasn't going to be like, Oh well, yeah, of course I'm watching Boba Fett. It's, it's in the weird same place. It's weird. Like, cause the Mandalorian wasn't that many episodes. I mean, Boba Fett wasn't that many episodes. And then we're talking the Mandalorians in like half of the series and two episodes are just Mandalorian episodes. You're not, Boba Fett's not even in it. And then that kind of set up, it's like a, a set up season three, you know? I always thought the thing, Disney just did a bad job naming, like I look naming the shows. Like this should have just been like the Mandalorian Chronicles or something like that is what it should have been called because then it wouldn't have mattered if you're focused on Boba Fett or well, I mean, if you're I th- focused on. I think Boba Fett has enough of like this, you know, cult following from Star Wars fans. Because, I mean, you got to remember, like, he doesn't have any dialogue, really, in any Star Wars film. He has, like, a couple of lines. A couple of lines. And then he gets... He, he became Starlight big because of the toys. That's really what Yes, absolutely, him. absolutely. And so, I mean, you don't... I think you just could have called it Boba Fett. And, every, I mean, Star Wars fans would have been there. Yeah. We can get into, like, <laughs> the... That's true. Like the casuals, the, the casuals the didn't Fett. hear Mandalorian and think Boba Fett. Like, no, <laughs> they're like Disney Plus. Oh, this is a new series. I'm gonna check it out. Then it's like good, and it's kind of like not. It's a Star Wars, but it's not like super Star Warsy. You know, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, I don't want to say kind of like a westernish type of type of show. It's space so, Western. Yeah. It's what, and, it's what New Hope was, Space Western. Yeah. So, and then you know, on top of that, it's just it's good to so get a good show, good product in this world that's not you know very fantastical, like maybe Star Wars. And there's not a lot of, or at first at least, there was not a huge portion of um, some what you what you see in Star Wars, like terminology wise and story wise. So you get a lot of it's more of grounded, like it's a challenge of the week, you know, and then you move on to the next planet. Yeah. So serial, more of a serial type show than what we see in television now to where it's a whole overarching arc. And you have to watch every episode because we're telling this one huge story. It's like this is what we're doing this week. And then next week, Mandalorian, it's forget those people because they don't matter. We're moving on to another planet or another person to help or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the grand universe building that Marvel really set the groundwork for that everybody else yeah. is kind of copying. And and that's that's where Yeah, you're is. absolutely right. And I think this season you're gonna see more of a there's gonna be one huge you may not yeah, see there's like gonna the, be some stuff that ties into Ahsoka. Yeah, and you're um, you're you're ne- not necessarily gonna be like here's the alien of the week, we're gonna help. It's gonna be like 
what we're doing as far as I can tell from the trailers, you know, we're kind of focused on the main story. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be more talk about the dark saber. There's going to be more Bo-Katan. Maybe we'll um, go to Mandalore. There, yeah, we're going to go to, we're for sure going to Mandalore. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure there'll be cameos and stuff like that. Like they always are from people we know and have seen in the past or from rebels or clone wars or whatever the case may be. What's another show? Bad Batch, yeah. Yeah, Bad Batch, which we got we're gonna we will watch and talk about this summer for sure. Yeah. It is on the list. But let me see. Anything anything else you're watching other than or playing other than uh, what we talked about? Nah, dude. My my life has my free time, a couple hours a night. I've just I've just been running around. Hogs, Hog, Hogwarts, and Hogsmeade, and Upper Hogsfield, and Lower Hogsfield, and Feldcroft, and all the little towns that exist around the castle. That um, may have been the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, who cares? It's fun, <laughs> man. You, so like, it's fun to fly on a broom, and it is fun to fly on a hippogriff. That's all I got to say. Well, I'll take your word for it. You, you just try it, man. You'll have fun. I, uh, so I started rewatching The West Wing. I just finished my rewatch of that. Yeah, I watch that at least once a year. So I just, yeah, I just, uh, I just finished my rewatch at the end of January. And then my wife is like rewatching ER. So like we're okay. like we're knee deep in the nineties like dramas right now. Nineties NBC right now. Yeah, we're. Or, I we're mean, West Wing is is aughts NBC, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's we did it. I think it's it debuted. It's post nine eleven. Well, no, like season. Later, and like the first season is like 99, I think. No, the first season is, is maybe 2001. 2000, 2000. It's, I think it's 2001. I'm gonna look that up. I believe it is. Let Let's see. see. Let's see. If I could type 99. Wings, it was I mean, 99, yeah, September 27th. Seven seasons. So, yeah. Still got under the weather, under the radar, 90s. Yep. The bulk of it is the early 2000s. <laughs> it's like season one is 99. Um, are you are, are you are you in season one right now? Yeah. Like okay. I, I just started it. Okay. Season one is one of my favorites because uh, it's just the Aaron Sorkin way of like just they just get rid of characters without telling you where they went. <laughs> yeah. So like what I like about it is it's really, you focus a lot on like Sam Seaborn in season one. Yeah. He's supposed to he's be like the, the main star. Character. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and I've watched it multiple times. I can't remember somewhere we, we pivot to like Martin Sheen as the, as the lead, as the president. Um, yeah, it, it it really it's a, like a season to season thing because near the end of the show, like CJ is really uh, like in season six. Like she's Josh, kind of like, Josh is really yeah, focused on later. Josh, like the last season, it's just like it's Josh. It's, one week is Josh. One week is CJ. Like it's like one week yeah. is the campaign trail. One week is the White House. Like that's kind of how yeah, that goes. She transitions to like chief of staff. Yeah, and, it's and he's it's, he's running that campaign for. It's Santos. a top three all time TV show for me. They're Top just three great, great episodes of television. And just like whatever you think about Aaron Sorkin, like there is some great writing. Oh, dude, I Sorkin Sorkin has written multiple things that I quite in, like. I also love the newsroom, which is a Sorkin thing. Um, I, I it's the it's a terrible baseball movie, but a great movie is Moneyball. Like I like I enjoy watching that movie. It's it's bullshit when it comes to actually what happened that year with the A's, but um great movie. Yeah, I still think it's a great movie. Like there's a there's a lot of stuff from Sorkin that I like. So although we're rewatching the West Wing, you gotta think like I think Jed Bartlett is like way too conservative for like the modern Democratic Party. There's oh no yeah, there's way, a lot of things. No and way you get nominated. Though what's crazy case. is like actually Jed Bartlett is probably right nails like on a current what a current Democrat is, but like in that time he would he was like a radical liberal. Like well, yeah, like he's like a centrist Democrat. 
now. Yeah, but in the show, he's very he's, he's very like he's very like ultra liberal, liberal like northeastern. And, and conservatives are so much more liberal in the show too. It's really funny, just like the even the like, when they bring the like what I guess what the I guess what they call them, like the evangelicals on for like to talk to the president. Those people they'd be kicked out of each evangelical churches these days. Yeah, those people yeah. are way too liberal to be lead, leaders of churches. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's quite funny. Um, and, the and the other thing to that's just totally unbelievable the in in the West Wing is when they when they lose votes from their own party or they're like, oh, we can go get Republicans to come vote with it. It's that it does no, that doesn't yeah. exist. What anymore. kind of fictitious world are we living in that they <laughs> think that could ever happen? Oh man, yeah. I I watch West Wing at least once a year. Um, so I, I think I watched it fully through twice last year because I started it in December and finished it in January. Um, but yeah, I watched the crap out of West Wing. It's it's like I said, it's top three for me. I think my top three all time are probably The Wire, West Wing, and uh, Game of Thrones. Um, and I don't know what order I would put them in. Yeah. I'm right there. And that's ignoring right how there. Game of Thrones ends. Yeah, I'm right there. That's that's how I would say this mine as well. So great. Ah, excellent TV. I'm so glad you're rewatching it. I'm so glad. I wish I should have told you when I was rewatching. We could have rewatched it together. And I normally do the same thing. I normally rewatch it. I try to watch it at least once a year. Just like I watch I watch like Band of Brothers once once a year too. Oh yeah, Band of Brothers is up there. Yep, for sure. Uh, um but yeah, but I love it because I I sit there and watch like this first episode and, and you just when it ends, I'm like, it's such a good show. You're like, even though I've seen it many times. Yeah, it's it's it has a unique rewatchability that a lot of stuff doesn't have. All right, Joe, that's all I got. Where can people find you if they want to uh, get more of your content about Hogwarts? <laughs> My Hogwarts. My hog tent. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Uh, also check me out on ourdailybear.com. Um, Matt, what about you? Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Workman. And you can find the podcast at the Bear Den Pod on Twitter and at the Bear Den Pod.com. And the Pigskin Pod. Uh, Pigskin yes. Podcast Network.com, right? Isn't that what it's called? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it's called. And and don't forget, check out DraftKings. Use promo code TPPN. Yeah, and get that free um, up to $1,000 uh, free bet. Yeah, absolutely, man. Matt, until next week. All right, until next time. Sick and bears. Sick and bears. <laughs>